Welcome to Grieving, Growing, and Blowing with Yusela and friends. My name is Yusela and I am your host. I really, really like that intro because I'm so excited to say Yusela. Anyway, today we have a very special guest. I say that about everybody, but you know, everybody's always a special guest. This person is someone I met my first year of college and I grew really, really close to them and I consider them one of my best friends. And they are literally such a down-to-earth person, even when people think that they're me, but they're really not. They, y'all just don't like to hear the truth. But anyways, um, they are super sweet and super loving and very, very selfless, a very, very selfless person. Um, they'll literally put their needs before everybody else's and make sure that everyone else is good before they're good. Um, and yeah, they smoke a lot of weed. So I think from that, I think everyone will know who it is. And yeah, so this person is Jason and he goes by Jay. And yeah, I'm gonna allow him to introduce himself and tell us a little bit about him. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, uh, I met Hisela freshman year. Um, it was so funny seeing you in Boothroyd. Um, that was actually just mad hilarious. Remember when I got locked out on the last day? Yeah, son was pissed. But, um, you know, Hisela is like a very uh, amazing person in my life. I'm very glad to have her as a friend and somebody I can talk to whenever I need. Um, and I'm very happy that our relationship has grown um, and we learn a lot more about each other um, and everything that goes on in our lives and that we're able to like talk about it and dish and have fun and like joke about stuff with each other so just very happy to be here and um you know I just I love talking so you know that's that's going to be a fun thing to do especially with you we can always have good things to talk about um so thank you for that I love you um do you want to like tell us a little bit about yourself like your upbringing where you come from like your hobbies what do you like to do what did you major in what did you minor in I got you right now. Um, so I am 22 years old from yes, Washington Heights. You know, I love the Heights. That's my that's my home. Um, but I went to Ithaca College for television and radio. Um, I am very invested in audio production. Um, so he's my... gonna he's gonna be very upset if the audio on this is trash, but he just gotta work with it. Yeah, I asked you like 50 questions about like the audio before we yeah, started. Like, relax. Because you were, I was like, okay, does it, how do I sound? And you were like, you sound like you. I'm like, but like quality wise, do I sound quality good? Do I sound wise. Clear? And I said, it sounds like Zoom quality. Like, what do you like? Anyways, continue. Sorry for really interrupting you. You know, I'm just, I was just hoping for better, you know, but you know, we Um, Honestly, uh, I went to school for television and radio. Uh, I didn't know that that's what I was going to be doing at first because I, I really did come here undecided. I wasn't like one of those kids who were like, yeah, like this is definitely what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to college for it. And then that's going to be my job afterwards. Like I've never been one of those people. I've always been like dabbling in everything. So kind of coming here, that's kind of what I did. And um, I started with like a lot of philosophy courses it was one of my favorite things to do. I thought it was like one of the funnest things to like just think through 
um, especially a while like freshman year and like get high and whatever. Um, that was just such a like a fun thing for me to do. That's when I did most of my papers and my, my teacher was always like, oh my God, this is like very profound <laughs> and whatnot. And I dropped it because I, I was just, there's nothing I'm going to be able to do with this besides like write a book or become a teacher. And neither of those were really appealing. So like I kind of wandered off a bit more and finally found like audio production. And I was like, I love listening. I like being able to hear things and like, different uh, levels to sound and different ways to appreciate sound and recreate it and mold it and shape it. And I love it. It's like, it's so much fun. So, yeah. You do. <clears throat> I remember you had to do that, like fucking audio test and you had to record mad different sounds. That was like shutting the doors in towers. I did a like of- a thousand things that day. They had me on like a little quest and like, we had to go record this or like go to the library and get like the sound of like the ambience. It was just like a little uh, scavenger hunt for sound, which was kind of fun. Like, I can't believe you like literally studied audio. That's actually crazy to just think that people just, in the same way I'd be shocked that people live in other states. I'm sorry. I really think New York City is the capital of the world, but the same way I'd be shocked at that, I'd be shocked at the shit that people major in in college. Cause it's just like wow, like who would have thought you'd be interested in that? Yeah, right. But I don't yeah. know. It's, who would have thought that? It's sound, bro. It's everything. It is. Uh, like when I think about sound, I think about music. Like that's what I think about. Cause all those sounds, and it's just like you're hearing the instruments. Like when maybe when I'm high, I think a lot about sound, especially in songs. Cause I'd be hearing every single like. Yeah, beat. you pay more attention to it and everything. And it's so and interesting. It's just like, okay, I can like really feel that. Or like, I can definitely like understand like why someone would make these decisions like audio, like audibly. Like it sounds way better. No, bro. Like you understand is everybody has a sense of like understanding like of sound. There's a basic understanding, like things that sound good, things that don't sound good, things that oh, make yeah, you sound like know. feel uncomfortable, like all those things exist like through sound. Oh, yeah, like I don't. Oh, I don't like, I'm thinking about it now. I don't like the sound of like coins, like touching each other. Money, 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 money. Like, uh, <laughs> like okay, that? Mr. Krabs. I don't like that. <laughs> I hate that. I absolutely hate I love, I love the sound I of change. It makes bro. me cringe. Don't do that. I used and to I have hate, those. Uh... We'll be like, oh, I don't like um nails on a chalkboard. That also just, cr- it's cringy. Like, it's just like, oh, it's an uncomfortable, like, oh, sound. But I don't think other sounds bother me that I know of. of. There's a lot of things that, like, if you listen to it and, like, you watch it, like, in a movie, and it'll make you feel, like, a certain way. And that's, like, that's the job of, like, someone who's doing audio. Like, they're trying to make you feel a certain way based on what you hear and what you see. They go go in. Okay, you see, like that, I like that. That they're trying to make you feel. Well, everybody's trying to make you feel everything that they do. Make you think. So as mm. we all know, every single time somebody hops onto this podcast, they have no idea what we're going to talk about. I kind of just pick something that I feel like would best fit the person that's being featured on. And our conversation, our topic is how to let go. But this is going to be, I guess, divided up into three. So it's kind of be like grieving, how to let go, but grieving. And we're going to talk about grieving death, grieving relationships, 
and grieving friendships. So, yeah. grieving death. How have you grieved with death? Are you still grieving death? I think you grieve death all the time. I think that's something that's just a never-ending thing. But hundred um, percent. Yeah, I think I'm still grieving, um, and I think that's something you can always sit with. Um, for me, to kind of give a bit more context, uh, like throughout middle school, for me, I had a lot of family members pass away, and I think I don't even know how often, but. Basically, I had a lot of black in my <laughs> like closet because that's I had to wear that often, you know. Um, and the way that I used to understand it was a lot different than I do now. Um, especially when it's kind of like that's the only time you see like a lot of your family. At least for me, like people I've never seen before. Like, and it's so like oh it makes me so mad because I don't it's literally just I think that's an everybody thing like I've noticed like growing up that every single time everybody like the whole like I'm not talking about like your cousins linking because I link here and there I'm talking about your whole entire family is out of funeral and it's like really bitch really this is how (laughs) this is how we all gonna see each other like this is it like I haven't seen you since I was three but then what's good you go to the funeral and everyone's like, oh yeah, we gotta we gotta see each other more often because look what just happened. Da, 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 da. And it's the same thing. And at the next funeral, everyone's saying the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in death, that's when like a lot of people are um united. Um, you'll bring out a lot of people through that, which is surprising, but at the same time, it makes sense. Um but again, like I went to a lot of funerals with my family growing up and some of them hit, some of them kind of just like, I felt the loss and also just like seeing other people experience that and like losing their family members because like we're family regardless, but you know, at a younger age when there's like certain family members you don't see that often, but you know of and you're attending their funeral, it's different from when like a very close family member passes away. Yeah. Um, and I had a mix of that. So I, there were some that I really felt, some that I didn't feel much. Um, but regardless, you can, it's kind of like a presence in the room whenever it happens. Um, and you can't really get past it, in my opinion. Um, it's kind of something that always just exists and you kind of just grow around it. Um, and honestly, I can't say like I've gotten better at it. Like, not that I'm like waiting for the next like death to be like, all right, bro, I was practicing this for like three <laughs> years. Like I'm waiting. Like it's not like that. But um I guess whenever I because I it's always, it's always existing. Like death is always around us. And so many people have become desensitized to it that like it only hits when it's like, okay, damn, like that was my like really close relative like shit like that's this is really real and like people disappear people die every day and like what are you gonna do about it you can't stop it it's inevitable yeah Yeah, Um, literally so it's kind of something you just grow with it's life I guess it's just life I think the first death that I remember as a kid was my grandma's sister dying and my mom was crying but like I didn't I wasn't close to her so I didn't really like cry it was just kind of like 
I didn't understand death. I think I was like in third grade, so I didn't really understand it. And then the next big death that happened in my life was my grandpa. And I was 10 and I was in DR. And you know, Dominicans do the whole like, have the body in like the casket in the middle of the living room and like everybody who like knows the person is there and like they're praying and stuff. And they do like the thing at the church and they do the nine days. And I remember being a 10 year old, I looked at my mother dead in her face. And I said, I don't understand why you're crying. Mind you, I was like one of the closest like grandkids that my grandpa had because he lived with us. And like my family would get together very, very often when he was alive and they would play bingo. And my grandpa couldn't see, even though his bingo cards were mad big with the numbers. And I would be playing for him. And like, if he needed water, if he needed to take his medicine, like I would be the one to like always give it. So I was close to him. But I looked at my mom, dead in her face. My te- You're like, I probably would have slapped myself. Like when I think about it now, she, I looked at her and I was like, I don't understand why you're crying. Like that's life. Like you're born, you like grow up, get older, you get married. If you decide to get married, you have kids, you get older and you die. Like I was like, that's just literally the cycle of life. And a 10-year-old is this, bro? Yo, like, as a fucking 10-year-old, and I also slept on my grandpa's bed after he died. Like, literally, he died on the bed and I slept right after. But that, and then when my dad died when I was 15, I was like, why the hell did I tell my mom that? Like, her father had died. And I told her, like, that's just life. And I sat here and I was just like, why would I tell my mom that? Like, when I experienced it. And we talked about it before and like we both cried about it because she was like, your dad died suddenly. She was like, we didn't get to see him like sick. Like he wasn't sick. She was like, I was seeing him sick. Um, but when I was 15, I don't think I coped with my dad's death. I don't think you ever cope with a death at 15 or like your teenage years or like at, as a child. Um, and I think as I'm getting older, I'm kind of starting to understand like grieving and what that is. And that shit is like, what the fuck? Some days it's just like, wow, like you're really gone. And other days it's just like, I just feel like I'm not seeing you and you're not here. And I'm just not talking to you and you're just in your own world. Like that's how I was dealing with it when I when he first died. I was in therapy. My therapist would be like, how do you feel? And I'd be like, sometimes I just feel like he's just being an absent dad because he was an absent dad. So that's just how I felt. But never the like, but I was just also 15. So like, I don't like, how do you even deal with that as a teenager? Like as a 15 year old. And then the way that it all happened, like I literally started therapy November of my sophomore year of high school. Cause I wanted to better my relationship with him. Cause I felt like he was just doing, like, I guess that's when I was coming to realizations, like you're an absent father and you keep fake promising shit to me. And I don't like that. And that is hurting me. So I started going to therapy and literally he died in March the following year so it was just like hard for me to grasp but I don't think I ever like actually sat with it and was like oh sure like this happened in my life and this is how I grieve and even though like during that time I think me and my brother grieved very very differently he was drinking a lot and he was like that's what our dad liked da, 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 da. but for me I was listening to a lot of music and my mom hated it she was like you're not supposed to listen to music your dad just died she was like, Tú le estás celebrando la muerte. and I was like, no, like, this is how I'm dealing with it. And my brother would have to tell her, like, this is how she's Uzi, dealing with it. Um... Not Uzi. I don't even know yeah. what I was listening to, but I would blast music my loud. But that's just, but now I think it's just a lifelong thing. Like, it's something that you mm-hmm. kind of just be like, okay. You know, like, not... There's coping mechanisms you develop. 
yeah and you're kind of just like i'm not gonna lie like there's times where you'll be seeing like weddings and the dad is walking the daughter down the aisle and i'll be like oh, i'm never gonna have that like oh my god like she like i remember going to one of my friends 316 and she had a father-daughter dance and i was like this is never gonna happen for me yeah. um and i would cry and i would feel like shit and then i'd just be like oh you know somebody else in my family would probably do it and it'll probably be my brother but even now death is like it doesn't feel like a normal thing. I feel like because humans, we are scared of change and the unknown, death seems like such a scary thing. Yeah, but uh, something for me that uh, really stood out when I was like younger and experiencing that, because it happened for me in like my young teenage years too as well, like middle school type. Uh, so um I think the two that really did hit me the most were my was my aunt on my mother's side um and my grandmother who lived with us in the heights um and both of those were really tough because it was kind of like a progressive thing both of them were uh from cancer um but like kind of just the realization that they were like not there anymore and like the grief part for me that comes out or stands out the most is like maybe not treating them with the same amount of like love and stuff that they did for me, but I couldn't like possibly like, I feel like I was just focused on too many other things to possibly do that because like as a growing kid, you just you're like, yeah, of course, my grandma's always going to be there. Like my aunt's always going to be there. So like blah, 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 blah. But, and then fast forward like after their deaths and then you see other people experiencing things with their grandmother or experiencing things with their aunts and they're like yeah I just went out to drink with drinks like from my my fun aunt like my rich auntie was like so I'm like yeah I, I didn't get I didn't have the or I don't have those anymore um and especially I think what really sucks is just the fact that they don't get to see me where I'm at right now and I also just didn't get to have them for as long as other people have and it's kind of like the jealousy like that feeling oh, of like oh yeah. you're just like like I want like I see people and I'm like I want you to like take care of them more I want you to like try your best to like show them like how much you care because I know those are things that like what used to eat at me and I was like I like I can't what what am I supposed to do about this yeah. and how am I supposed to like deal with these feelings and act on like these thoughts that I have about them and like how do I honor like those feelings and how do I honor their like names too because they meant a lot to me and like seeing the way my parents and my like it changed my whole family dynamic like after like the two of them passed away like it was not too long after each other it was my grandmother and then I believe like a year or two and then my aunt um and after that, it's kind of like we, my family kind of departed from like everyone else. It was kind of just like my immediate family, the people I lived with. And there's no more family reunions. Like we didn't have any more of those things. Like it changes a lot, um, especially when you realize certain people were like pillars in like the family or like um certain glue like a glue that kept like this side of the family intact with this side and these people and like when you lose all that those are kind of things that you see shift in like your family dynamics not just like with your immediate family but like cousins and aunts and uncles and distant cousins and all that like 
haven't seen some of my family in so long. And that was like, the connection was through like those, some of those people. And how do I get back to them? How do I talk to them again? Like, like, yeah, it's been a while. And like, the only thing that we can think of first is like, yeah, like haven't seen you since she died type shit. (laughs) That shit is crazy. It's, yeah. It's actually sad because that's exactly how my mom's side of the family was. Like my grandpa, he was the one who said, I want to do this and everybody would come and have no other choice. And my grandma's still alive, but she's more on the softer side. So like, she don't really be like telling the kids like, this is what I want, this is what I want to do. So it's like my family sees each other like not as often, which fucking sucks because when I was younger, like it used to be like squad deep because my grandpa used to be like, oh, like I want to see everybody and everyone would be like, oh, like, like, even when they first came to America from DR, yo, I will never forget, like, Jason, it was literally all their grandkids in one car, and um, some other, like, older people in the other car, and we literally, and we knew that our grandma was, like, super religious, so all of us had our baby Jesus shirt on, and that's Dang. how we put it from the airport, and then after my grandpa died, it was just, like, okay, like, and I'm going back to the jealousy, jealousy part that you said. And I feel that a lot because I felt like on my dad, I think when he died, I used to be jealous of seeing people with their fathers. And even now, like sometimes I get jealous because I'm like, I wish my dad wasn't an absent father in my life. And I wish he would show up more. So now I'm like, that just sucks. And then I'm like all the time, like when people have their fathers in their life, I'm like, yo, like be grateful. Like, yo, like you have that. And then sometimes I'm like, I can't even tell you that because I don't know what your relationship with your father is like. But in my head, it's always like, I wish that you would see it from the way that I'm seeing it. Because that mm-hmm. shit fucking sucks. Like, like I literally have one parent. Like, literally, my so- I have one parent that's alive. And if this, God forbid, if this parent were to, like, I w- yeah, I would have to kill me with my mom. Like, yeah, I would have to bury me with my sis because, no. But with my dad, like, I remember going to the funeral and I was like, I looked at my mom and I was like, I'm not going to cry. I cried like for three days already. I was like, I'm not crying no more. And the minute like I walked in, I like just burst out crying. And I was like, like, how am I supposed to like, how do you move forward for this as someone who's 15? Like I could have literally went so many different ways. Like I could have, I don't think there's a wrong way to grieve. I think that we all grieve our in our own ways and sometimes they're really fucking unhealthy and sometimes they're really really healthy but I always think about like I could have done so many different things like I could have went down so many different paths um in grieving but I didn't and like even now like my grandma she tells me she's like you can't be angry at him like he's dead and I'm like I have every right to be angry like and sometimes it's just having to let go of that anger like I can't be angry at someone who's like physically not here like someone I physically can't have a conversation with someone who can't explain anything to me about why they did what they did like why this happened or why did they do this and why they were such absent why he was so absent in my life because when I think about me and Brian's relationship like he my dad was around for until he was like 14 so like my dad was around until I was five so we have two very different relationships with our dad Mm -hmm. um so like for him like Bobby was present he sees it as like he was present for until he was a teenager and for me it was like I was five like what do I know but grieving is fucking hard like my grandpa like I mean do you feel like even though they're physically not here that you feel them like do you feel like they're watching you be this person I don't know 
I feel like there are moments where I'm like, oh, if she was here or if she's like watching right now, she's like definitely enjoying this. Um, but there's also moments where I'm like, damn, I'm like, <laughs> I'm about to take these shots. Like, hopefully she's not like paying attention because like 22 for grandma, like what's, what's the word? Um, but honestly, a lot of that, like it sucks because like something that does happen and you feel guilty for it is when you do start to grow past um, like the death and the feelings around that. Not that you ever kind of will, because there's still anything can kind of bring you back to the same feelings. Um, but there's days where, or times where I find like, oh, I haven't even thought about um, my grandmother or my aunt or whoever in like a while. And sometimes I kind of like feel bad about it. And I'm like, yeah, you should still be like thinking about them and like making sure like, you know, like they care, they care about you and all these things. And like knowing that is like something that I hold on to. So I feel like there should be times where I like maybe pay homage to that. Um, but like the guilt part is something that I'm trying to move past. Like, I'm sorry that I'm forgetting you or I'm sorry that like you don't cross my mind as often as you used to. Um, but I feel like there's so many things that I currently deal with that like sometimes I forget to grieve or sometimes I forget to like um, think about like who you were. And it really does hurt to feel that way because you're like, shit, it's not like they can do anything. But that's another thing. I feel like that's another bit of like the holding on. Um, like there are moments where you're going to be like, I still remember you. Like, I know who you were. I love you. Like, I care about you a lot. Um, and that's never going to change. But that's not going to stop me from, like, doing me. That's not going to stop me from, like, existing. I, I can't. I can't do that. Because you wouldn't, they wouldn't want that. And, like, sometimes it does happen where you forget because you're so focused on, like, the now. And I feel like that's okay. But it's hard to get wrapped up or like it's hard to not like feel bad about it yeah I agree I think sometimes I feel bad because sometimes I'm like oh I forget my dad existed oh and then I remember like you know people do like the anniversary thing of like even if it's one year like two years or like a couple years and a couple months a lot of the time I forget on certain days and sometimes I'm like wow like I forgot that you died on this day this this long ago I always remember like like when it makes the year part, but I forget the months sometimes. Um, and I don't know if I feel guilty or not. I feel like because part of me in some spiritual universe thing, I feel like they're, I don't know. I might, sometimes I feel like I feel my dad's presence in my like mm. space a lot of the time. So I'm never like, Oh, like you're not watching me or you don't know what I'm doing or um you don't know what I'm doing and stuff so like that shit is always I don't know I'd be feeling bad though because I'm like oh not that I forget you and I remember like little things but I feel like I remember more the bad stuff than the good stuff um about our relationship and like who he was and like I remember like a lot of good things and I feel like because of him 
shout out to my dad's side of the family i fuck with y'all heavy i love y'all deeply um but i feel mm-hmm. like gang but i feel like because of him he was the one who would take me over there he was the one who would like because of him i was always around them um but now that i'm getting older it's harder to just like want to be around them or like be with them because he's not there like that was the person that kind of felt like was holding me together and holding me attached to them and my mom always tell me like um one of the things that she always said would be like oh like if I die like that's your family like she was like you can't just think that my family's going to be the one taking care of you like she was like you have an other family and I do and I love them and I appreciate them and they're so supportive and they're so loving and it's just like the one person that I felt like connected me to y'all is no longer here so I feel like I'm not I don't feel like not that I don't feel like I'm a part of the family I just don't sometimes I feel like I'm out of place um because he was the only boy so like all the other sisters like his sisters you know when like people usually closer to their mom's side of the family and like so they're all close to the mom's side and like that was my dad's side so like I feel like I'm so detached from them and even when I don't want to be it's just hard because I didn't really like I grew up with my mom's family on my block like mm-hmm. what more okay so back to I'm sorry there's just stuff about my dad that I just uh, I wish I could beat him up but you know I can't because he's dead you think you could you think you could fight ghosts like my mom used to tell me that because she thought I was being I don't know what she thought I was doing I think she thinks like I said in my grieving the Hisela Blues part two that I think my high school person died and I think she died she did die and my mom thinks that I'm not that I'm just a rebel or whatever and she, she used to tell me that my dad was gonna pull me by my feet what I used to do bad things and it's just like why would you say that to me I'm crying no nah, I can't imagine that but I wouldn't even I mean at that how old were you when she was saying that well I was like 16 17 even in college wow. she was like if you're doing bad stuff you know your dad's gonna pull you by your legs right pull you by your legs just why like why would he I do don't, but I mean I think I think I could fight a ghost, but I don't know if actually I don't know. I don't think you can. No, you literally cannot. Mm. But what if like, what if like a ghost possessed you and then a ghost possessed me and then we fought at the same time? That's counting as like. Why would ghost, right? why would ghosts be possessing us? What would we do? Like why why would have we oh. we been possessed? Because I'm a healthy host. I'm a nice body to be in. Shut up. Anyways. <laughs> Back to grieving oh. death. I don't um, know. It feels like a. Sometimes you just forget that it's just a lifelong thing. Like I'm gonna have to tell stories, I, and I think that that's the part about forgetting or like what not. I guess forgetting and being so involved and being in your own world that you have to remember that at some point your dead ass gonna like have to talk about these people to kids if you decide to have kids like. You're going to have to bring up stories and show pictures of like, yeah, this is what he used to look like, or this is what they used to look like, and this is what they used to do. And that itself is like, I try so hard to like not, but I feel like I only remember bad. So I never really want to talk about that experience mm. with my kids. I mean, and your grandpa was shitty. He was so fucking trash. And I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. that would be so bad. Wouldn't do that to them. And you're like, really? 
sample. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want that. But I feel like at some point, despite him being dead and it being over how many years? Like six years, I'm gonna have to forgive him. And that comes with grieving. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. Like, I think that that's the thing. Like, I don't know if I'm emotionally ready to just be like, yeah, I forgive you. It does take a lot. Um, I feel like even forgiving, like, the circumstances or forgiving, like, why, like, the why me kind of mentality or, like, why my family, like, why her uh, kind of, like, idea that constantly pops into your head. Why her, why him? Like, why did this have to happen? Um, that's something I feel like that gets you, like, pissed off pretty quickly. Like, like of all people, of all things, like, that could have happened, like, why at this time um it feels like you just get robbed sometimes but like I feel like it also with that comes like a level of growth that you don't even get to like really decide it kind of just happens um like with time you know um you become more aware of like how these feelings or how these things like make you feel um and you also become more aware of like the relationship and like how they made you feel and like what you feel about them. Um, and I feel like there's different ways in which you can kind of grow um, and learn more about yourself through death, which is kind of unfortunate, but like with time, um, a lot of that kind of, it does become easier and like everybody's, everybody has a unique experience as well. So it could still cut just as deep 50 years later but there's times when like you don't have to keep pretending that you're like being strong about like their death or like you don't have to keep pretending that like it doesn't hurt as much anymore because it you just genuinely forgot like you were still acting that way or like that you had those feelings and it's kind of nice to have that sense of relief and growing up in like middle school like with my friends and stuff we joked about so many things so people would be like, your mom. And then they would be like, your grandma. I'd be like, she's dead. And then, <laughs> and then it gets silent for like an hour. And then everybody's yeah. just looking at me. I'm like, now what? And they're like, you joking? Yeah. I'm like, that's not funny, bro. Why would you joke about that? I'm like, I'm <laughs> dead ass. Like, she's yeah. really gone. <laughs> so like, that, that, comes with, that comes with something like the being able to like joke about the shit like, um, maybe that could be a coping mechanism too of kind of just like <laughs> like pushing it off but like in time like certain things like that didn't hurt as much or like didn't feel as bad to say yeah. um, and it's nice it's not the best feeling because it's still like you know it's about a dead person yeah I think that's one of the things in college that every that everyone hated about me I think whenever we'd be talking about anything, and I'd be like, yeah, my dad's dead. And I would just say it so, like, random, so, like. No. Oh, D. I remember, like, I think it was freshman year. <laughs> and then I would just be like, yeah, bro. I was literally just on the phone with my dad. You're like, my dad's dead. I'm like. Um, but, yeah, I got off the phone yeah. with him. <laughs> he yeah. would literally just be like, because... hey, what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was just, like, this is how I'm dealing with it. But even, like two months after my dad died or like three I was outside in front of my building and my phone had died and I just didn't care if I was in front of the building 
And my mom calls Gustavo violating. She's like, okay, you said I'm not going to And I'm like, bro, my phone died. And Gustavo goes, su teléfono está muerto como su papá. And I was like, yeah, bro, that's wow. it. Like, I was, I didn't even know what she said, but I was like, oh my God, why would you say that? But it was so funny and I couldn't stop laughing. It just be the most randomest thing. Do you remember like where you were when you found out about like the Destiny family? Because I remember like each and every vividly. Like I can tell you the whole day. I do remember my grandma, but I can't remember my aunt. Um, because my grandma literally lived right above me. Um, that's crazy. So, yeah, we had a we had like a brownstone, and it was all family that lived in there, and then. That's another thing, like with change and death, like the way that so many people left, like they, they didn't live, like the same amount of family that used to live in that brownstone, they moved out. Like it's, it's just us that still like occupy it and a bunch of renters. But um, I was in my, I believe I was in my room and like I heard a bunch of like screaming and stuff and yelling and like crying and um because she was on the hospice so basically we already knew she was dying and that I feel like that's also like a really tough thing to deal with like the lingering kind of knowing that she is going to pass away which is why we kind of let her come back home to you and be like yeah, you can take care of her like and that's like a really nice thing too but um the way that altered like my family dynamic you know my mother had to like she quit her job and was just straight up taking care of um her mother um and I would still see her and everything every now and then she'd be in uh, her nice little bed. Um, and I remember just one day just being in my room and hearing all that and then opening like the door and hearing everybody like screaming and crying and then going upstairs and seeing that she was like lifeless, like had like just taken like her like last like breath. Um, and I don't know how I felt at the time. It was like very numb. And again, with like, because it, the, the two that I'm talking about are kind of like the main ones that I feel like affected me personally, but I went through like a handful of family deaths, like a lot more than two, like more than like three times that amount. Like it was a lot. So there was a point in time where I kind of felt like I couldn't even cry anymore. Um, and like there was nothing left that I could like give to the dead. Like I can't, can't give you any more of my tears. Like I can't, my body won't allow me. And that also kind of contributed to how I am as a person today a lot um, because those deaths like really affected me. Um, and you know, that kind of made me the emotionally unavailable person I am right now because it did feel like I exerted a lot of that emotional exhaustion at the time and like all these things like really impacted me emotionally and I was able to really feel all of them and express those emotions and I tried to be like strong and all that stuff because that's what you're supposed to do is like a young a young man at a funeral like if my dad wasn't crying like shit I'm not letting out a tear but I was like two seconds in and I'm literally just like no! 
just diving across the whole like thing on their casket. Like it was tough. Um, but a lot of like who I became afterwards was like so drained mm-hmm. because of all the experiences and because of all the funerals and because of like all those experiences too with like uniquely for me like a lot of it was like cancer stuff or like family which is kind of scary to think about but it's like the reason why I absolutely hate hospitals like every time I think of a hospital I associate it with death because all my family members or a handful of them that have gone to the hospital are dead now like I remember visiting them and I also remember visiting them at the cemetery but it's the same thing for me so I fucking hate it like I really don't like a hospital I will not go to a hospital if I need it I can fix it myself I will no, lay can't. in bed bleeding and like no, the fuck, no that's some that's a, I under I definitely understand why a lot of like black and Latinx people don't trust like the system like healthcare system and like the hospital and like the medic medical system but I think that um one of the things that I've learned as like and I've correlate this with my dad's stuff is learning that a lot of men don't go to the hospital like they don't go for checkups they don't go see what's going on and that's one of the reasons like that's how my dad passed away because he didn't go to the doctor because even he died so sudden but he had so much issues with his body like health issues that he literally just never knew because he never went to the hospital um so like that's one thing I would tell you, you better take your ass to the hospital if you need to get a checkup. I mean, I, I got my, I got my, my, uh, no longer pediatric doctor. I got my uh, adult yes. doctor. We are not children anymore. We cannot see pediatricians, but that shit is crazy because I don't know. Death is so weird. Like when you think about it, like I'd be scared of dying sometimes, but then I'm like, is it like, what, what is it to be scared of? Like, how are you scared of the unknown? Um, and I'm always like, I think my dad's death shaped me more than my grandpa's death. Like my grandpa died like 30 minutes. My grandpa had cancer. Um, I think, and I don't remember how long they had given him, but he lived longer than what they said. And he, one of the things that he said before he died was like, that he didn't want to die here, that he wanted to die in his country. Um, but I never went to like see his, um, his grave. Um, and I didn't get to see like the ceremony thing in the bureau like I didn't get to see that because they said that I was too young so I don't remember that and my dad wasn't buried he was cremated um so my grandma has his ashes and she was like oh like when I passed away like you're gonna be the one that keeps his ashes um but I I think my dad's death shaped me into the person I am today um I think it made me finally do shit like it made me realize that we're not here for a long time. Even though we might think that we have all the time in the world and like there's so much, like it's crazy because you're just like, you're in your, like in my head, I'm thinking about like future goals and future plans. And sometimes it's just like, we have a death date. Like there is a day that we are going to die. And that is already something that is set in stone and we can't fight it. Like we are not, I don't know if you've read the book Tuck Everlasting, but the drink water, um, in a pond and they become like I think immortal and they never die and they live forever and but I wouldn't want that I don't think I would want to live forever forever either I think that would be exhausting I think it hold you bro I think it I can go either it. or 
I think either or, but like, I wouldn't like, and you don't age like whatever age you would to drink the water. Like in like everlasting, you don't age. But I think that I'm in my prime, man. <sighs> please, you're not. That pond doesn't even fucking exist, unless it really does. I don't know. But I think it shaped me because it made me realize that I should stop. I should stop being a pussy, and that's really what happened. Like literally. I was so shy when I was in high school. And then after my dad died, that's when I like, I put my big girl shoes on. I put my little big girl boots. And I was like, yeah, you got to step the fuck up. Like you got to do shit that you actually want to. You got to step into your power. You got to like do shit that matters to you. And then after that, like I became unfucking stoppable. But I don't think that that would have happened if it wasn't for that. Like I think, and not to like shit on my dad or like say anything bad about him, but I think that if he was still alive like right now I probably would be a miserable ass bitch like I think that I would be more hurt at him being alive than him being dead because I feel like he would have caused me more pain um him being alive than him being dead and I think that that sounds really rough to say but it's something that I like I'm thinking about and it's just like I think he would have made my college application process harder um like I know my father would enough to know that this man like if I needed his taxes he would have told me he would not have anything and that just would have been such an extra thing for me to do and go above and beyond and I probably would have stayed in the city like I don't even know if I would have went to college um but I feel like there's so many things that I've been able to do that I think he would have just made harder for me um and like I love my dad despite him being like you know the person that he was and I feel like he did what he did and the way he acted and the way he showed up showed up was for his own personal reasons and I think he had a lot going on that he never talked about and I wish that he did and I wish I understood that but I feel like I would not be the person I am today if he didn't die like I would not be here would I have gotten here probably but would I be here like in 2022 sitting with you talking about this with a podcast like probably not because I probably would have shut, like, I probably would have been, like you said, emotionally unavailable. I would have shut the whole world out. I would have probably not wanted to isolate. I probably would have still been the same shy person. Like, and I would have been just a very quiet person and not vocal about anything. Yeah, and that's how I feel. And I don't know if it's a bad thing to feel that way, but it's just how I feel. And I feel like if I were to say that to my mom or like, or people listening to this, yeah, I might, think that I sound like mean or harsh but it's the reality for me personally um yeah I think things would have been my life would have been so different like my life would have been so fucking different because my dad was just chaos a walking piece of chaos yeah I know I know that just sounds crazy. I'm so sorry, Dad. I'm so sorry. May you rest in peace. I love you. I really do. But like, oh my Bro, god, he's really about to grab your legs tonight. <laughs> Yo, if he does, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Like, I, I, I don't know if I forgive you, but I'm sorry that I'm saying this. But I feel like, like right now, I feel like I was drowning. Like I felt like I had all of that like built up, like, oh, and I didn't want to say it because I felt like I was gonna sound so mean and harsh. But it's the truth, like. Like, if you could tell him something, 
right now like one like last sentence one last sentence one yeah i don't know like a uh, little monologue i was gonna say or... oh monologue okay i feel um, like i would oh i don't want to cry um i feel like i would say that um i'm disappointed in the person that he was because i felt like everybody in my family has like potential to be great but then i feel like he never really like talk to anybody so I don't know what he was like going through and I felt like I never felt like I had to look for him because I was a child um and even though I got older like my family would always be like oh you should look for him you should look for him but it was just like I'm the kid like why do I have to look for my parent um I feel like I was just telling him that I'm like so angry at like the way he did things and like even all the things that like happened after he died that my mom found out and the things that he did to my mom like that sucks because it's just like seeing who she is and who she fell for is just like mom like I would have rather not existed if you didn't end up with him like for real like because I felt like she deserves so much more than what he gave her like she literally came to this country she married him came to this country not knowing English just being like a mom and was had to live here by herself and be a single mom and raise kids so like I feel like I'm so angry because I feel like I have so many daddy issues and like I don't know how to let people love me properly and I hate when people buy me things and I hate fake promises and like I hate all those things because I feel like that's what he puts in me um but I would just say like I'm so disappointed in the person that he turned out to be because just like why like why me like I'm your youngest child like that's the part that sucks because it's just like or like I think one of the things that I hated that he would do was if I was around family or I was ever with him and he was seeing like friends or whatever he would always like brag about me and be like oh like oh she got good grades and she does this and it's just like but you're not even there like the person who got me there and like pushed me to do that and like buys me the things that I need is my mom so like I hated when he would do that like you used to make me used to use me to brag to people but it was like you weren't even being a parent like it was my mom so there's just so much that I'm like uh I feel like I need to like let's go and figure out but I don't know he's just I don't know I don't know so much uh like, you could have been so much better. And I wish that you talked about the things that you were going through. Because he even isolated himself from everybody. And I feel like I do that, too. Um, and my mom said that I do this, too. Like, my dad likes to change his number a lot. So do I. What's the problem? You but, change your number, like, four times, bro. Like, shut up. But, yeah, I feel like that's what I would tell him. But I still love him. Like, despite all of that, without, like, me going through all those things, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't have came to these realizations. I would have not known that all this shit stems from, like, my childhood and the way I was raised and the way I was loved. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it means. Like, I don't think my mom ever knew how to properly, like, love me as a kid. Um, But I don't think my dad ever knew either. Because it was just like, you think taking me to McDonald's when I'm five years old on the side. Like, why does dad think taking to McDonald's going to make you happy and it's going to be happy ever after? But, yeah. But he was very, I think that, I don't know. But I would tell him that I still love him. Like, I love him, but I don't think that I'm ready to forgive him.
Yeah. And I will be when I one day I know that I will get there and I will be there and I'd be like, okay, like finally. But now mm-hmm. I'm not. What would you say to your grandma or your aunt or both I, of them? Honestly. And that's something I thought about for so long, but I really like it. It comes down to like, I feel like there's so. You ever feel like you have so much to say that you have nothing to say at all? Yeah. And like, sometimes that really does suck um like not having the words to like describe what you want to tell them because you think about so much time as like past and you haven't they haven't had the ability to see everything that i've done that's what you think and then they like little spirits elsewhere watching everything that you do and sometimes i'm not gonna lie despite that like i'd be scared because like what if they be watching you have sex that's insane. I think they have better things to do than watch <laughs> okay. you do that. Anyways, continue. Because <laughs> if that's the truth, it's clip, bro. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It's been so much time since, like, they've passed. And, like, I think we're coming. Or either, it might be coming up on a decade soon. Um, that's a long time. Bro, like, um my grandmother and like to lose her at such a young age uh somebody that like so it's like grandma 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 and like do you call her grandma no it was abuela but like oh. it was abuela and abuelo but why you don't call like, them my, mama and papa that's how that's what i call my dad's side dominicans oh yeah because my grandmother is puerto rican so it's different um but I don't know I guess I would just like say hi and like tell them that I'm like okay and that I'm doing good and like I don't know it's been so long and I'm like I'm such a different person and I have like a beard now like would you ever have thought you're gonna see me with a beard like I don't know it's it's weird it's such a weird thing for me um but a lot of it at least for my grandma just kind of feels like a pent-up feeling of like I wish I was able to express a lot more of like how I felt towards you to you um obviously like you know how you can tell how like kids love their grandmas and stuff like that but like when someone exposes you to I mean it's family but like the way that someone unconditionally loves you and like always provides for you and like clearly I was like one of the favorites too because like everybody would eat stuff and I was always allergic to things and just like a very picky eater at the same time so I was getting a whole different meal from like everybody else in my family like that it was that kind of like I'm looking out for you I love you I love you unconditionally like I will do these things go above and beyond without you even asking just because this is what I know you like um, she was that kind of grandmother for me and like um, it sucks that I felt like I didn't get to connect to her as much as I wanted to um, and didn't really get to learn as much about her as I wanted to as well um, you kind of grow up and want to learn more about like where you're from and your family and all that and she came here from Puerto Rico um when she was pretty young so like to not really have that sort of part of your history 
like to not know that or feel like that's lost now kind of sucks um but it's something that I try not to hold on to too much but I probably would ask them about that too like tell me about like when you were a kid or like how was that how was growing up here in like Washington Heights um because they had like purchased the place when it was like uh an abandoned building the place that I live at now like they purchased it it had it was rat infested like no windows like all that stuff and they turned it into well it is what it is today like fully functioning and like to know that that's what it looks like today and I feel like that's a way that we do honor her a lot like through that building because I feel like she's definitely connected to that um and it's a landmark so it's not going anywhere so it's gonna be in the family it's gonna be with us she's with us she's with the building we chilling. that's a piece of history that you get to tell your kids about I wish that too I think now that you said like all of that like despite me saying what I said about my dad and stuff like I do wonder if he thought this is how what I was going to turn out like like who would have thought that I would have cut all my hair off like I wonder if my dad be judging me from the skies above or the fire from below <sighs> um but like I always wondered like do you think that I was going to turn out but I feel like he knew I feel like he's always known and when it came to like my grandpa and stuff same thing like I wish I knew more about my family and like where we came from and like what what was DR like because my grandpa was a sergeant in the military so I, like I obviously during that time and like him being alive I didn't understand not that I didn't understand I just didn't know much about Dominican history so I, I know that he was alive during Trujillo's era and I wish that I could ask him and I wish that I did ask him about that time and what did it feel like to be a sergeant in the military during that time um because that's a big part of like you know Dominican history but or like even our like last name like or even his mom like she doesn't even look Dominican and supposedly she wasn't Dominican and she was from Venezuela so like there's so many different things that I'm like I wish I would have asked you I wish I was more curious as a kid exactly like you only have like picture like thank god they were like big on pictures and stuff like that and that's kind of like something I try to reinforce now so like I want to get those video cameras I want to get like polaroids i want to get like these digital or like the whatever you call those garbage cameras that you buy at like cvs <laughs> um the disposable yeah one of those like i want to get all that so i can like start collecting because i felt like i've lost so much and people like depend on their phones for all this so like i've 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 been grieving like losing all my camera roll fucking four times <laughs> because I've destroyed my phone or I lost my iCloud password or like my stuff got completely wiped off my phone or I get banned from Snapchat. So like, you know, there's a bunch of different things where I just lose so many memories and I'm tired of, I'm tired of the digital stuff. It's not so like, fun. I want it so that I can really tell yeah. stories through it and like being able to talk yeah. about my family and whatnot through the pictures. Yes, I think I want to do that. Like, even if they're just digital pictures, I definitely want to print them out and put them in, like, albums and stuff. Like, I want to, like, this has nothing... Well, even grieving death 
not grieving death, but grieving still, like grieving college and stuff. Like I want to make a whole album on just college pictures mm-hmm. because I think that does. I think that's a very important moment in our lives and our kids could go back to it. Like, this is what our parents used to dress like. Yes. Brewskis and drinking and doing all this. This is what we used things. to do. This is what we used to do. So, yeah. yeah. But, like, you know, since we are talking about, like, death and grieving and stuff, like, there's also different forms. Like, thinking about, like, grieving who I used to be or, like, grieving um, friendships. Um like there's a lot of different things that you can like grieve um and I think it's important to kind of like learn more about like the way that like a a personal death can kind of relate to like the death of like who you used to be and like how those things kind of like intertwine and all have their like unique feelings and experiences so yeah do you feel like you would be different if your grandma was still in your life? Yeah, definitely. How, what is, what, how different? And what does different look like? I mean, I, I wish I could like fully, I wish I could give you like a concrete answer, but I think it would, I would be a lot different. Um, I think it'd be a lot of a different experience. I'd have like a lot more family, like familial connections to like people. Um, Because like I told you how like after their deaths, a lot of like the family dynamics changed and we kind of became isolated from like everyone else. And she was like the glue sometimes. And like, she was there for the family reunions. She was like one of like, one of the oldest sisters, like one like, like that kind of stuff where like people knew her and they knew we were part of her family and we're all like together but like you know um so kind of losing that and losing like like crying too much for me like feeling like emotionless after could have changed because I cried I I grieved that a lot like I cried for her death and um yeah, there was times where I didn't even, like, leave my bedroom because of it. And, like, I felt like it definitely left, like, an impact on my life. Um, and I could have been, you know, maybe I'd be a lot, like, ah, happy. <laughs> not that I'm, like, not a happy person. Because, like, I think I'm a very, like, I'm a very happy, sociable person. Like, if you see me from a distance, if you're not looking at, like, how mean I'm looking because it's just, like, my my face straight up when I'm, like, focused or whatever, I'm, like, very angry. But, like, it could have changed my demeanor. Like, it could have changed, I, I don't know. There's so many what-ifs for, like, if she was still here today. But I feel like the biggest thing would be, like, family and how, like, that turned out for me. Um and we'd probably still have family reunions, like things like that. It'd probably still be happening um, because she was so close to her other family, um, like her, the other side of our family. And that's how like we would connect with our cousins. That's how we would connect with everyone else. So yeah, like I feel like that would definitely be a big thing. And I don't know how it would have changed me emotionally, but it could have definitely had an impact on like, you know, me as a human, emotionally, like in a big way. I feel like it would be a big, a big change. Yeah. 
I think I think that's true. I don't know. Death is so weird. But then it's just like people, I don't know. People have near-death experiences. But then they say that like it was the most peaceful thing that they've ever seen before. A couple. I had a near-death experience the other day, bro. Like just in here by myself. And like woke up and like was choking on my own spit. And was like fully choking on it for like four minutes. Could not breathe. Like I made it like halfway out into the hallway because I was about to like start knocking on doors to be like, help me. Like I can't breathe. Like I was like, <laughs> like you know, when you're breathing like that, like yeah. straight up, imagine waking up like that. Like that happens to me like a couple times a year. Um, I think you should go to the doctor. I've spoken about it. They're like, what do you think it is? And like, that's what I'm here for. Like, you're supposed to tell me. Like, I told you what I what happens. And like, now you tell me what it's about. But like, they have no answers for me. But like, I wouldn't say that was peaceful for me. Like, the choking on my own spit. I'd be like, this that's is so really how I'm going to die. Like, no that, that's shit. what they're going to put on my gravestone. Like, this is garbage. Like, Not you thinking about what's going to go on your gravestone. <laughs> here lies the you're man so- who choked done his spit but i've also like seen death very up close so i feel like that also kind of changed my experience um surrounding death and grieving um like i've witnessed like people like like jump off buildings and stuff like that and like i've seen somebody get their head crushed from like a bus so like i have a very unique experience with death in that way too um and I didn't know how to feel seeing those things um especially in the moment but there were instances in which they did bother me like or would like come up randomly in my thoughts or like I would see something and I'd be like oh my god that just took me completely back to when that happened or whatever I saw that or I saw this and I don't know. I feel like the fact that I was exposed to that at such a young age and like also experiencing so many funerals and whatnot at such a young age, I became so desensitized to death. So desensitized to like, and like even in the media, like it's just, you see so much death and stuff now. It's so overrepresented that like it's supposed to be normal and it's so normalized and like a lot of people did grow up like myself not being bothered by it now like i i'm one of those people who won't avert their eyes if like something crazy is about to ha- or happen because like it doesn't bother me anymore and like that's weird i know it's weird because uh, i've had conversations with people about it and i'm like it doesn't bother me like i kind of feel like cold whenever i see it like it doesn't i'm not gonna be like <gasps> It's just like a, oh, shit, dead body. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm sorry, that's just scary because, like, oh. Well, mm. Yeah, so it's I, crazy. I feel like that shifts your whole perspective on dying because what the fuck? Um, I, I don't know how. I think because of the media, like you said, I feel like we definitely have become, we've normalized that like seeing death to me I still like oh 
a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I don't know. And I just think it's so weird because it has a lot to do with like technology and social media and like people wanting to see how someone died. Like that's actually like frightening because it's just like, why? Or like when people die and like there's like security cams and like stores or someone was recording and it's just so strange because yeah. to me, I know that maybe in like the situation or the moment, um, you might not, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how you would react. I've never been in a situation like that. I don't know how I would react, but I don't think that my first reaction would be to pull out my phone to record. I think that's what I would say. That is 100% correct. Like, I like, don't know how people are first to, somebody's dying in front of you or something's happening and you're going to record it. Like, but a lot of people do that because they know, like, oh my God, like, people need to see somebody like this person dying or like people need to someone needs to see this like I don't know why that would be the first thought that goes through your mind but yeah like I've seen it so many times and I'm thinking of like early YouTube and stuff too how like you could search whatever you want and like it was insane it was insane how like you could see whatever you wanted early early on on YouTube um and yeah, like I said, that kind of all that stuff, everything kind of culminated in like who I am right now and how I feel about like death and stuff. Like, I don't feel like I fear it. Um, I feel as if it will, it is going to happen. So I kind of have to accept it. And that's kind of the same mentality I have with like death in a family or death of like people I know. like. It happens every day it's like that's so cold but like it happens every day and like you're just lucky that you're still you're that you're hearing about it and you're not the one like that's dead like that, honestly that's like it's such a boiled down version of it but like that's what goes through my head I'm like yeah somebody else just died today that's insane like rest in peace, all that stuff. Like, I'm sorry to your family. I'm sorry that people you knew, but also like, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen to someone. It's gonna happen to someone someday. And like, you honestly have nothing. Like there's nothing in my power I can do to stop it. So why even like try and challenge? Like people who are doing cryogenics are like, I refuse to die, freeze me up for a hundred years. Like yeah no. I'm sorry no I'm not fighting death absolutely not like I think one of the craziest experiences I've had not near-death experience but one of the things that I've witnessed in my dream I had a dream literally May of last year that um some I was like somebody was drowning like in like a massive like amount of water but I didn't know who it was and I didn't like I couldn't save them but I just like knew someone was drowning and then the next day um I'm like in the kitchen and I'm like blending something in the blender I think it was like peaches or something and I go to the room and I'm like oh Brian like do you want some and he just like randomly like says that one of our older brother dies and I was like what and he was like, oh, yeah, he drowned. 
And I remember like crying to my mom because I was like, I literally like dreamt this like last night. Like I was like, I dreamt of somebody drowning. And she was like, there's nothing that you could have done to stop it. But I felt like it was my fault. Like, I was like, I knew this. Like, I dreamt it. Like, someone was drowning. I just didn't know who the person was. And it's not because I woke up. I just didn't know who the person was. And she was like, no, like, she was like, there's nothing that you could have done that would have stopped, like, someone drowning or him drowning in particular. But shit like that is scary when you, like, I guess, dream. Yeah, when you dream, when you're in tune and you're, like, you're dreaming or, like, you see something and you're just, like, something's going to happen or, like, this is going to happen and it does. And you're just like, I literally couldn't have not done anything to stop this, but I knew that it was going to happen. Like that is crazy to me that that's possible. I feel like that's kind of the way, like you can do death. Like you know, it's going to happen. Nothing you can do to stop it. But like, I think it's very weird um and when i say weird like objectively people will say it's very weird for someone to welcome like death especially to be like i'm fine with dying or like i know i'm gonna die so like fuck it like take me whenever whenever you want like that's weird for someone to say but like there's nothing wrong with that like being like 100 percent comfortable that like one day you will die and unfortunately like you can't do anything about it but you know that's life like that's I I feel like that's a really cold thing to say and like people think that's like weird but like what can you do I I mean I'm gonna live every single day every single day best believe regardless like I'm not living as if like I'm going to die that's not how I live because that that would be that would be a sucky life but I'm going to live every single day as if like tomorrow's going to be even better than yesterday. And the next day will be the same thing. And, like, Sorry, I was beating up noodles. Well, of course. That's why I was like, what, is, what are you moving? <laughs> I'm literally like, he needs to get off the couch. <laughs> no. But... He has to live every day like it's his best. Let him be on the couch. Like, No, he has his own cute little bed. Um, and Why do that when he can go big and beyond and be on the no. sofa? No, because my mom doesn't like it because he sheds too much. Um, but that reminds me of um. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm not scared of dying if I'm going to die a peaceful death. How do you think like, you're gonna die? I don't know, and I don't want it to be tragic. Like I'd be so scared. If you had to choose three, one three being like realistic one being like some bullshit like wow that's really how i die and then one being like something like i don't know normal realistic i think uh, realistic 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 i'm not gonna lie like i think car crash like you're gonna be driving no crash into a wall or something <laughs> why do i have to be the one driving it's not gonna be me i feel like i don't know maybe because i have a lot of dreams of me falling off a car I've always like off a cliff in a car no like I would literally like let's say the car is like moving and I would just like be falling like and I would wake up like feeling like I was falling no no yeah maybe that um some bullshit (sighs) um damn some bullshit I feel like I'd probably because this would happen to me I'd probably like 
die of constipation, like I'd probably be on the toilet. Like it's just shitting. Now I now I poop every day, so I don't think it would be that. Maybe healthy shitter, yeah. I shut up. I think something stupid. Maybe being like laced. Laced like K two or something like that. No, like a fentanyl overdose on some shit. Yeah. And then I think, but it's very yeah. possible, like especially know. now. Check your always check your stuff. But um, and I think the way that I like do want to die um is I really want a piece with that. Like I want to die in my sleep. Like I don't want it to be tragic or like so like like you're sleeping in your bed and like. But I want to die. A bolt of lightning, like a bolt of lightning, right. like strikes you in the dome while you're sleeping. So you don't right. feel it, like you just you see, like no, an instant. No, like I want it to be like I want to be old, like old. Not I want. I could die of old age, like sleep peacefully, die of old age. Like that would be cool. You die like you want to die like Rose from Titanic. I've never just, like, even your last seen that breaths movie. on like a pillow and just yeah. Like, I don't want to die in, like, water or anything like that. Like, that's scary. What would your three choices be? What were the options again? Um, like, realistic? Realistically, bullshit, and, like, how you actually want to die. Um, I oh, like and, then, and then answer, how would you want people to grieve your death? Okay. Um so realistic death i feel like could be hmm what if i thought could be like a realistic death for me i feel like car crash is valid um like that would be like an option i feel like i'm choosing like the best one but like i feel like a car crash or like some medical thing because like i'm allergic to so many things oh my god one I think that would be. be I think like that would a, be the bullshit. Nah, the bullshit would be like. I'd be the type to like. Die from like my spit, like the spit thing I was telling you about. You see, like, and I would be, the way I would like, be. Even, there are people who die like that, like like who straight yeah. up choke on their own spit while they're sleeping. That's like, how my dad died. My dad choked not on spit though, on his vomit. Um, see, like, I'm gonna have to, I can never lay on my back. Like, I don't want to do that. I feel like that would be the bullshit. And And then how do you actually want to die? Because I'm not gonna lie, when I lay on my stomach or on my side, like, I'd be drooling a little bit. So maybe that'll be that. That's what's trying to kill me. (laughs) I gotta let it out. I gotta let it out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then what's the other one? Um, the actual way, like the one that I would like, like how I would like, like to die. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I don't know why, but I feel like jumping into like a thing, like a pool of lava. All right. Like not like I don't know how to describe it, but like it would be mad warm. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't think it's gonna. It's not obviously gonna be your the way. flesh. Yeah, yeah you want it's it not to. gonna be the way you think it's gonna be, or the way I'm. I want it to be. I think of it being like jumping into like a warm jacuzzi, mm-hmm. but like I just like dissolve. close my eyes and then never. Yeah, like dissolve type shit. But I know it's not gonna. I I hope it's that fast, but like I, I don't think it, it would is. be. 
I think and that means it would be like I'm not voluntarily jumping into like lava. Like I wouldn't want to do that. But you know, like I a hot, a hot it. death. That's like fucking explosion scary. or something. Like I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I feel like if I were to jump in like a pool of water, like some fucking massive thing, that I'd probably die like that. You're diving, t- you're dive in the shallow end and like crack your skull on the bottom of the pool. I feel like I'm just I feel like I'm too scared of like water because I feel like it's such a powerful like thing but I also feel like water can like protect you in so many different ways so yeah. I don't know I don't think that I'd die drowning but some bullshit would be like a car crash on that I, I think that's why I'm scared to drive but how would you want people to grieve your death I'm like, saying I want them to like, get crazy but like how would you lit. Like, would you, do you have, this is actually probably terrifying for anybody who's going to listen to anything that we're going to say beyond answering this question. Because the question I was going to ask, like, do you have an idea of, like, what you want your funeral to look like? Like, your casket? Like, do you want to be cremated? Like, I have no idea. But I don't think I want to be cremated because, like, the way that it's not just, like, you in there they don't really clean clean out the things that they cremate yeah so you're getting like i'm getting like you're getting jason and like fucking shirley and (laughs) pieces of wood (laughs) like you're getting a mixture it's not just me and i'm not i'm not trying to disrespect the cremation community but like you feel me it's not really i don't think it would be something that would i would want to do um but i feel like my my tombstone or i'd probably have like a a mausoleum you know what a mausoleum is like one of those big rooms like i'd probably have one of those i have like a little bench and then like built into like the mausoleum will be like a bong and like a fucking course i want you to know that at your funeral we gonna light it up and i'm a little like ash on your casket Ash on my casket is insane. <laughs> if you ash on my casket, I'm gonna, gonna haunt me. Legs. Please leave my legs alone. <laughs> but then, how would you want people to like? I guess remember, like the same way we talked about grieving. That's the and- thing. Like, I don't. You never really know how people are gonna like remember you and no, like, but perceive like, you in death. If you so, could, like-, like, would you want people to grieve and like? I guess I would say like not going away party but like I guess saying goodbye to you in like the formal way that funerals are <laughs> you wanted to throw a party um I want it to be fun like me too I guess you could do like a normal funeral yeah you can do a get all it's that not out. fun but like you know how like even when we do have normal funerals the eats right after are always amazing like you've never had better food than like post funeral. Everybody's grubbing. Maybe like nobody cares how much the bill is because like the way we Everybody's eat into sad. this man to this man's death is like we're gonna be full tonight. Like everybody's coming home in the black limousine, like full. Like for you. And I love it, but like it's crazy how that always happens. But I would want them to, I'd have like a buffet at my at my funeral, like mad different food, whatever you want. Pick your pick your poison. Like, or maybe that's a lack of a better term. I think your food would have 
weed in it. I think all the food would be edible. I just have brownies at the end of the table. I'd let people yeah. rock and eat the normal stuff. Because if they eat an edible and start tweaking at my shit, like that would be, <laughs> you know, like, get them out of there. I mean, like, <laughs> Not get them out of there. I'm like, I think I see him moving. <laughs> start slapping me around in my casket. Like, now what? Are you going to pull their legs? Yeah, my half can. No, I'll do other stuff, but just for you, since your mom was telling me. (laughs) Do you think, what's it called? You feel like people would use the same grieving or coping mechanisms that we use to grieve deaths in our lives they would use for our deaths? Or like your death in particular? Like, y'all better not post me. One thing that I will say, y'all better not post me on social media. Like, please tell me this is a lie. Wake up like that. Oh, yeah. I never forgive y'all. It sucks. Seeing those things kind of (laughs) hurt. It makes me feel bad. I want to, like, text them and be like, are you okay? Like, I really feel bad. But don't put me on a (laughs) t-shirt. Oh, you don't want the white t-shirt? Don't put me on a t-shirt. But if you do, if you do put me on a t-shirt, it has to be like it has to be with Harambe like on the steps. Did you see the like those? You're you're an idiot. The meme, the meme one is like Harambe and mad other like yes, I think celebrities or like animals that have like died. You're sick. Like put me like right in the middle, like two hands. You're sick. Prayers (laughs) up. You're literally sick. I don't know. I don't think I feel like I thought about my funeral but like not really like who would you make what is it what does the part that they the person that talks but I don't know if they do that off you know what is that called obituary yes who would be like the people that you would have talk I don't know it's so it's not like I'm dying now so like I know I can't like recommend like y'all but you know I could have people I can have whoever wants to speak, honestly. Like, no, I'm not going to, like, leave somebody in charge of that. Like, I feel like that's mad pressure. There, that is. To be like, I'm dying. And, like, <laughs> you have to speak at my funeral. And see, it has to be good. That's mad pressure. It is. Not that it has to be good. It's not like you're going to hear it. But other people will. <laughs> and they're going to be like, damn, that's, like, his, your last words for him? Like, that that's was... True cheeks <laughs> love, like and funerals are fucking expensive that's also nice. Hell yeah. I hope that's that people, people I'm trying to bust out the nice fit at a funeral you're mad annoying I really yeah yeah better dress me all cute or whatever um and I feel like I want people to celebrate my life and everything I did and everything that I accomplished like y'all could cry because y'all gonna be big sad but like it'll be like a slideshow you see like no I don't want that we got to have like all my podcasts playing and like, you know. Like a podcast. Like or, a or, my deep, or all my deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah, I could post them. I don't even have deep, dark secrets. That's cap. I really don't have deep, dark secrets. Okay. Mm. What are you saying? <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know. I really don't. I've never thought about that. I don't know if I want to be cremated. Or be buried i think i don't know buried i think your nail still growing your hair still grows for a long time and 
cremated i think the only reason i think about cremation is only because like you could take the ashes and turn it into like a necklace or you could just like throw it in the ocean and like wow like you're set free or yeah so that's what i think but i don't necessarily know what i just want to be celebrated like i think that that's one of the things that's well that's not a norm is like celebrating somebody's life in different ways like my family thinks it's disrespectful to like dance after somebody dies or like throw a party or something but i think it's just like celebrate that person's life because they were not sad all the time yeah doing the worm on in front of somebody somebody oh my god (laughs) you see doing the worm at the wake is kind of crazy exactly so your parents they might be right it's not even at the wake it's just like uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want the traditional Dominican like nine days thing where you have to wear black and white. Like I don't know if I want that. Yeah. Wear pink. Oh, I mean, I could wear black for nine days. Don't, don't wear sleep. pink. Noodles. I don't have that much pink. My cat is touching his food with his paws. He's a um, freak. Stop. Leave him alone. But um. Yeah. Grabbing it with his claws, his fists. But yeah, I think, yeah, grieving death. This was a long ass episode. Yeah. Because I mean, it's it's everlasting, you know? It's it's constant. It's always for as long as you live. Yeah. And it's always like you never ever know. And you never know when. Yeah, and I think that that's the I think that that's the scary part. Like you can have all these things planned, and like you're like, I want to do this, and this is what I want to look like, and this is what I want my life to be like. And you never ever know if you ever even make it to have that life. You can only hope and dream. Yeah, everything changes as you grieve, grow, and glow. Isn't that right, Isola? Yes, that's me on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's so annoying, but I think yeah. As you're grieving, it, everything changes, and grieving is a lifelong thing. And I think, yeah, grieving also evolves and changes and grows as you're getting older, because you start seeing different parts of yourself grieving that you did, that you didn't see before. I would say. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say any final words? Uh, yeah. Um, honestly, to anybody out there that is currently grieving or is going through like the stages or the motions um just know and I know this sounds so cliche to hear and like you're gonna hear this all the time but it takes it takes time um being able to sit with yourself and like honor those feelings and honor whoever you might have lost or whatever you might be grieving just knowing that in due time everything will work out everything will work itself out and like you'll be okay (laughs) like everything will be okay keeping that mentality is like very important and being able to tell yourself that is a really good thing so you got it you're good and there's always different ways to cope with things don't let anyone tell you that there's just one right way to do it there's so many different ways um and it's afraid to try something out yeah and don't be afraid to cry and be angry with grief um and I think it's important to acknowledge those feelings of like anger um, when thinking about grieving because there's so much that comes up, so much things that were left unsaid, so much things that you want to know. Um, but even though I haven't personally forgiven my father, I know that like 
people can forgive people who died um and I'll get there eventually but it's just it's you're it's kind of like life like it's a work in progress like you're constantly evolving you're constantly changing and like we'll never ever I don't think we'll ever be satisfied with anything as human beings if we're being honest so yeah like even with grieving it's kind of just up in the air all the time because you forget sometimes you remember there's days that are harder than others there's times where you're just like what the fuck happened like how did I get here why does this bother me so much this was so long ago but yeah you got this it's we feel you we're going through it we've been going through it like it's a constant battle and we've decided that we're gonna make this a two-part series because this was longer than what we expected so Stay tuned for our second part, which we'll be talking about grieving relationships. And thank you, Jay, for being a part of this with me. I had so much fun. This was so dope. I think we learned a lot about each other, not like as people, but as friends um, in this episode. So to grieving, growing, and glowing with you, Sela, and friends. Thank you, Jay. I love you. Love you, too. Bye. Bye.